song. And that's what it is. It's a song. Zechariah sings his praise to God. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus. Amen. But, uh, you know, sometimes we just have to give up. When the waiting and the hoping and the striving becomes anxiety and fear and pain, we have to give it up. I was reading a blog this week by author Stephen Geis, and he writes about getting bit by a spider at age 25. You think, well, no big deal, right? It's a spider bite. He went to convulsions. He had to go to the ER, and it was a major ordeal. He, he healed. But the worry of it happening again gave him major anxiety, crippling fear. And in fact, a few days later, it happened again. He got bit by a spider. It wasn't as bad as the first time. But the whole ordeal, having to go through this a second time, made him lose sleep. It made him highly anxious. And he wondered what would happen next. He was always worrying about his health, <coughs> listening to his breath, making sure nothing was wrong. And he feared going to sleep, being unable to, uh, to protect himself. And this worry and stress became so much to bear that he didn't know what to do. He was crippled by it. Fighting the anxious feelings, counting the butterflies in his stomach, and the hope of overcoming this problem drove him to insomnia, increased mental anguish. But it was when he gave up hope that he found healing. Not what you expected the pastor to say, just give up hope. But Stephen, for him... It was when he stopped trying to overcome this insurmountable obstacle, this, this thing that was becoming an obsession for him, that he found peace. It was when he quit fighting, when he gave up, that he found the peace that he was seeking. And he says, I stopped trying, I stopped hoping to not get butterflies in my stomach for no reason. I stopped caring about my breathing frequency and depth. He says there would be days when he was going through this, he would say, what, only... Only five butterflies in my stomach today? That's nothing. Bring it on. He had gotten so used to it. Giving up the fight against fear and worry and anxiety and depression meant that Stephen could truly let it go. And he found freedom in giving up. And he was able to relax and find healing and move forward. I'll put you down, but you got to go that way. you got to go that way. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. I need a mama. This Advent, we've gathered around Scripture and the words of prophets that tell us of God's promises and the themes of hope and peace and joy and love. That's what we hear today. But this story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, it didn't start out to be hopeful or peaceful or joyful. Like Abraham and Sarah, this is a family that finds himself unable to have children. And in the community, they would be seen as a failure. And the expectation that Elizabeth was barren, was she really? A lot of women got that tag. meant that she had some defect or she was being punished by God for some sin. And they might be ostracized, pitied, shamed. They were in their old age and the hope of having a child of their own might have been long gone. So I have to imagine that when it came to having a child, Zechariah and Elizabeth had given up hope. Sure, they prayed. Zechariah was a priest, right? That's what he did. 
He was born into this holy calling. And when it was his turn, two weeks out of the year, he would go into the priest, into the, the temple. He would be the one to go in there and make an offering of incense, which was symbolic of the people's prayers rising to God, a fragrant aroma. One day he was offering the incense and all the people were outside saying their prayers, praying at the temple. And he was visited by an angel, a representative of God. And this angel Gabriel promises Zechariah that his wife would have a son and the boy would be named John. Now, as we, as we read in scripture, this divine visitation is often frightening, even for the priest. He's an old man and this life is all he's ever known. And he faithfully performs his duty in the, temp- in the temple. You'd think he knows about being visited by angels. This is what is supposed to happen, right? But naturally skeptical, he doubts. How can this be? He's made unable to speak before the baby is born. And sure enough, he goes home and his wife becomes pregnant. See, guys, sometimes you just have to shut up. (laughs) Elizabeth saw this as a blessing from God. The miracle was finally coming to them. So for the entire pregnancy, Marissa, their husband was unable to speak. Was it a curse or a blessing? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it meant he only had to listen. He's under the pew here somewhere. (laughs) Did he go around with the tablet and the writing implement, scratching notes? Like, hey, who didn't do their dishes here? What would he have thought about that whole time, unable to speak, a baby on the way, God's promise finally coming true, and he couldn't even express himself? So when the baby was finally born, the whole community comes out to rejoice with them. The promise has come true. God is good. And this family that had lost hope received a miracle from God. God was faithful to fulfill the promise made to Israel and was still working, still moving beyond expectations in spite of doubt and fear and worry and hopelessness. God's love was coming into the world to Zechariah and to Elizabeth and coming to us. This special child was John, the one that would prepare the world for the Lord, the coming Savior, Jesus. So this week, we're running around, we're preparing to celebrate Christmas again. We're doing the things that we got to do, our daily work, our duties, running errands, shopping, caring for family members. And maybe we're so busy that we don't notice what's going on around us. Maybe we've given up hoping for something amazing to happen, God's miracle to find us again. Maybe we're still fighting back fears and worries that creep up this time of year. How is next year going to go? Will God remember me and my anxiety, my grief, my struggle? Is this the time when I will find freedom from pain? Sometimes we give up. And still, God shows up. Zechariah couldn't speak for nine months. It seems like... It seems to tell us that this priest, this one who has done the duty of his calling, was no longer expecting an experience of the holy within the temple. He was so shocked to actually see the angel, he couldn't believe it. For him to be speechless was to be forced to sit back, to watch what God would do through his family. Without his own effort, his rituals, his work, 
God was still going to show up. John was going to be the one to announce the one that was bringing knowledge of salvation, giving light to those in darkness, guiding our feet into the way of peace. So finally, Zechariah's mouth is opened eight days after the baby's born, actually, on the day of circumcision, a big day. Zechariah sings praise to the Lord. He sings, In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. It's a beautiful song. We sang it earlier. I'm not going to sing it again. He remembers the promises, the blessings, the way God has always shown up throughout history, working through those who were counted out, who were left behind, shamed, marginalized. God's saving power was coming into the world. And John, whose name means the Lord is kind, would be born to prepare the way for the Savior. So Zechariah sings to share what he has learned and what he's learned and known and believed. God was coming to us. God is coming to us. Every day we go through these routines of our lives and for some the hopes once held closely might seem too far off. And doubt is stronger than any expectation of ever seeing lost dreams come true. For others... Life seems dark, and the light is hard to see. Suffering has become like a cloud around them, and they're unable to find any way out. So giving up hope is the only way to survive. Sometimes that's what it takes to give up on our own efforts, to shut up and listen to what God is doing right in front of us, in us and through us, to give up on our own desires and our egos, to see gifts and blessings all around in this church, in our families, in our bodies, in this community. Sometimes when we give up is when God shows up. But giving up is what Christians are about. Remember the 95 Theses? First one, life of a Christian is to be daily repentance called to give up on our selfishness on working for our own salvation on freeing ourselves from our own sin and giving up on trying to do everything on our own when we give that up we get to see the world in a new way through the lens of the cross where we realize our own efforts our own works our own badges of piety are nothing compared to the gift of grace that we have received in Jesus, our Savior. We've been given all we need and are loved unconditionally, infinitely, regardless of our job or of our wealth, our standard of living, our race or height or beauty. We are loved and made lovable by the one who is love. Today's the fourth Sunday in Advent, the end of the season of Advent is the longest night of the year. Technically, it was last night. Did you know that? That means it's behind us. The days are getting longer. The the days are getting brighter. And the light is coming into the world. But in this community of faith, we already know that Jesus is here. Spoiler alert, not Star Wars, just, just the Christmas story. Jesus is already in the world, already born to take away the sins of the world, 
to free us from fear and doubt and despair, to guide us into abundant living, peace and justice, to lead us into love and service for a world in need. So this week, of all weeks, as we prepare to hear this story again, the story of Christmas, prepare to hear and know the good news of the incarnation, God coming to us. We listen for God's love in our lives, for the word that leads us into a new way of being, waking us from complacency and criticism and forming us and transforming us each day. So I'm giving up. I'm giving up on trying to do everything myself. I'm giving up on thinking I have it all figured out. I'm giving up fear and worry. I'm not giving up my expectations. I'm not giving up on God. I'm still expecting good things from God in my life. In this church, in this city, as disciples of Jesus, we believe God is still coming to us, always coming to us in Jesus, no matter what. Still working through the power of the Holy Spirit, still waking us from sleep, and we believe we have already been welcomed into the promise of abundance and eternity through the cross. At the table, fed, forgiven, already prepared for a holy calling through our baptisms, already joined with one another in the body of Christ. And I'm still expecting to be surprised by love, still waiting and watching to see what God will do next. Amen.